How y'all doing? How y'all doing? You in the Christmas spirit? Here comes Santa Claus. Here <laughs> comes Santa Claus. Coming down Santa Claus line. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Have a listen. Episode 14. Season 2? 14? Thir- it's 14. 13, I think. Thir- no, it's 14. Okay. It's 14. Episode 2. No, episode <laughs> season, <laughs> season 2. two episode man. 14, man. Aye. So welcome. Uh, we got a great show today. We got the boss coming on, Rick Stevens. Yes. The commander-in-chief. He's going to come break down uh, the World Junior Championships, some Laval uh, talk, and, of course, uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, we have a pretty good show before the holidays here. I'd like to always say it's a pretty good show in my eyes. Yeah, hopefully everybody else feels that way. I listen. I listen. Do you listen? We got two That's followers. all that matters, man. We <laughs> got two all. listeners. That's it. That's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start off with the NHL 100 Classic mm-hmm. Review and Outdoor Games in General. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I missed that game. Oh. Because I attended a birthday party where, um, well, I, okay, I caught the first five minutes um, because the party, we uh, it was a pickup game of hockey, and um, we rented ice for two hours, and it was at 8. So game started at 7. I kind of missed. I had to leave the house by, like, 7.15, so it was really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, dude, I thought I was gonna die on the ice. <laughs> it was, it was literally. Well, listen, I'm gonna excuse you because at least you were playing hot. Yeah, like it was. If you were doing something else, then I'd be like, seriously. Yeah, we just so got signed, and this is what you do. You're missing games already. Yeah. Okay. Like, so you, listen, you're taking days off work listen. already. Yeah. Okay. So listen, it was two hours we rented the ice. Okay, and there was eleven guys, six on five, so one sub, and um. Obviously, I was on the team with five, so I didn't get off the ice. Why is that obvious? Because they always have. I always <laughs> just get the short end of the stick. So yeah, I don't know. My cardio was definitely tested heavy, and I uh, I could have sworn at least three occasions I needed the uh, the defibrillator. <laughs> but um, oxygen tanks. Yeah. The Gatorade, the Gatorade for Gator cooler was done after the yeah. first five minutes. It was terrible. <laughs> Nothing left. Um, so yeah, in regards to the game, the outdoor games themselves, um, I like them. Um, I think they should do, but the only thing I should, I think they should do is I think they should be only original six teams. Um, just because like you think of old vintage hockey, original six. Yeah, but Gary Batman ain't gonna let that happen. Yeah, it is what it is. I get what they're trying to do, but whatever. And then you think of, I don't know, whenever I think of vintage games, you think of pond hockey, you think of outdoor hockey, like good old Canadian games, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's where I think it all began. And uh, yeah, that's where uh, I think original six outdoor games, that's it. Uh, I mean, I get it. Maybe even just add some Canadian teams, I guess. I guess, but that's like, I guess, from your personal point of view. Yeah, it's my personal point of view, not like obviously people that are listening. That's what you prefer to watch. Yeah, that's what I would prefer to watch. Or probably anybody who listens to our show, right? Yeah. Uh, For me, okay, I'm going to start with the game. Where do I start with that game? Wow. 
that game sucked the big one. Yeah. Okay. It was slow. It was sloppy. It, it was unentertaining hockey. It, it really like a was. Virgin. Yeah. It, it, it like <laughs> it, it looked like two old timer teams out there. <laughs> I swear that that's literally what it looked like. The Habs never found their game. Mm-hmm. They were in warm up mode for sixty minutes. I swear <laughs> that that's what it was, man. I swear. <laughs> and like Ottawa found a way to play that goo, uh, goo that Guy Boucher style of hockey. Oh my god! Right, you know, hockey just trap, trap, trap. Yeah. And ultimately, Ottawa found a way to win. Mm-hmm. For me, it was embarrassing for the fans who froze their balls off. Yeah. Okay? A waste of sixty minutes for the people watching at home. All right. There was only two positives in my eyes in that game. One was Carey mm-hmm. Price. He kept him alive. He played well. And two was the final buzzer <laughs> to get the <laughs> hell out of there and get to the next game. That was the second positive. Oh, man. And as for outdoor games, uh, I think one game a year. Mm-hmm. Right? Not so many of these outdoor series, well, stadium how many, classics. How many are there? There's, what, two or three right I, now? Right? I guess, right? But one. it should be just one game a year. Okay, mm-hmm. they should follow it like like the HBO, you know, Road to the Winter. Yeah, I love that. You get to see inside the teams, the uh, how the teams, uh, what the teams are going through leading up to the game. I really like that stuff, uh, and I, I I don't think it should be Canadian teams or original six, but at least a rivalry game. Yeah, S- uh, two teams that have kind of built up a rivalry over mm-hmm. over the last season because rivalries change. So that's something that yeah. we need to keep an eye on. I think. Uh, it's like a matchmaker. They should have somebody keeping an eye on this stuff and make a good competitive matchup. Choose mm-hmm. a good location and make sure there's a good ice surface. That's yeah. what I, like, I'm not totally against this, but one a year, choose a good matchup. I mean, you can never predict how the seasons are going to go, but choose like two teams who just played in the playoffs and hate each or other. Or even the Stanley Cup uh, finals. Yeah, like to, exactly, right? Yeah. Why not? I, I think that that's what they need to do. Put some more thought into it. Don't just throw two teams like, oh, it's their turn. Let's just. Don't do that. Um, yeah, don't. Uh, the good thing about this past game, though, is the ice looked good. Mm-hmm. The, the ice surface was good. The players weren't. So <laughs> that, that was the difference, for real. The, the only person that was good, actually, I, I won't say all of them were, but Eric Carlson looked great. The guy played, like, 30-plus yeah. minutes. Eric Carlson looked like he was playing against his little brother and his friends. Like, <laughs> that's what it looked like out there. I'm not even lying. Man. Yeah. Gibby, you didn't miss nothing. Okay, so. I would have much rather that. been out there. Watching you guys freaking dust it up and <laughs> <laughs> probably played the same level. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh man. All right. So another thing I've been noticing is early in the season, right? You know, mm-hmm. we were losing some games and stuff, but I felt like we were playing better hockey. Yeah. We were out playing teams, we were out shooting teams. I, I seen something better. It seems like now that we're starting to lose and like not even put up a fight. Yeah. Right? It, it, do you th- is that troubling? Does that worry you? Well, either way, a loss is a loss, so it's troubling when you lose. I um, guess, but y- you just want to see some pushback. Yeah, from a personal perspective, I-, I can't stand losing. I'm a terrible, sore loser. Like, after every sports games I lose, I'm not in a good mood. Don't talk to me for the rest of the week. Um, but, yeah, I think seeing the Habs lose without a fight and seeing the decisions to play a guy like Fraze more than Houdon or who's been very good as of late. I'll give you one thing, though, before you go on. Listen, the fourth line, Deloria scored two goals yesterday. The fourth line has been playing well, but yes. I still don't think that you can use that philosophy where yeah. you're, if your fourth line plays more than your star players, you're not going to win games. No, Continuous, of course, right? right? So, yeah, um, 
like I said, you can't play guys like Freeze more than Houdon, who's been very good. Um, Gallagher, who, who who's the Habs' leading scorer right now. Um, I don't know. I think Julianne has been given some information. This is speculation here. Um, from Bergevin that perhaps is tank the season and try to get the top pick. I'm convinced that there is no way <laughs> in hell possible that Julian is that dumb to play fourth liners as much as he's been playing over guys like Gallagher and Houdon. So seeing that, we are getting blown out and we're playing our bottom line guys more than our top line guys. You're not going to fare well. Like, you won't win games. And I think by now, Julian being the successful coach that he is, that he's known to be and already figured that he should change the game plan if that fourth line theory is not working. I think he's been given a task from Bergevin or whoever else, and he's found a way to tank, and he may be sticking to that plan, which is play fourth line guys more than your top point getting guys. <laughs> I don't know. I just I kind of disagree with that. I don't think I don't think that's what's going on. I Julian has always been known as kind of like uh, he likes those rough nose type of. You know, like he had those mm-hmm. big Bruins teams. He likes guys who check, who play hard. The fo- Listen, don't get me wrong. The, the fourth line has been producing. They've been playing well. Mm-hmm. They've earned their ice, especially if you watch them last night. I know I've criticized them, especially on the last show. I got to take some of that criticism back a little bit because yeah. they have been playing well, and they've been outplaying the other lines. So uh, for me, it seems like more of a message to the, to the star players. Like, mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? A lot of the star players, they're they're coming out. Yes, they have the offensive ability, but they're coming out there some shifts and just not doing anything. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it's very concerning. Mm -hmm. This team has a lot of problems. We know that. Okay. um, They have to start doing more than just, you know, these one and done, not sustaining any pressure. That's what I'm seeing a lot of right now. Yeah. They're just hanging around nonchalant. I mean, it, it's a it's a whole lot of one and done, no four check, and I'm not seeing a lot of chemistry out there right now. You know, the good passing plays, I'm not seeing that right now. I seen some good moments yesterday from the new lines yesterday. I, I won't lie. Yeah. So maybe we are headed down the right track, but the defense was terrible yesterday. <laughs> like that effort last night was not good, and it. And not against a good team either. Like if you play, if that was Tampa Bay last night, you're losing ten three easy. Yeah, right. It is troubling to see, and there's a lot of things that need to to clean up. And I feel like the fourth line getting all these minutes is kind of sending a message to the other star players. Like, dude, wake up, play better defensively, play better. Period. Um, I did kind. I did kind of like the line combinations yesterday. There was some decent play, but it, it's hard to measure this team from that game because of you're playing a, a bad team. Yeah. And even... But they haven't been bad li- as of late, have no, they? I, well, they, they still They've have some injuries. Streaky, right? And that kid, Boser or whatever, that kid is good. Yeah, he is. That kid's a stud, man. That guy is good. Um, and Carey Price was good yesterday, but still, Carey Price was good, but he, look at all the goals he let in because of how yeah. bad they played defensively. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you've been hearing a lot about this, and I thought we would have to address it. The media <laughs> criticizing Carey Price for his nonchalant, monotone attitude. What do you make of this situation? I'm just. I, I'm at a loss for words. I, like I, I, 
I, I watched it two or three times, and like I see nothing wrong with the interview. I really don't. Me either. Like you just interviewed a guy who played outdoors and lost. He enjoyed the experience. He was he, like he he enjoyed the experience, and it's an experience. You're playing outdoors. It doesn't happen often. People saying he doesn't care about losing. Um, he's showing a lack of respect towards the media. Like it's just it's ridiculous. Like, like I don't know. Like this is also the people. Like at the end of the day, this is the people that that have been spreading rumors about his personal life. Like which, in my opinion, has nothing to do with the with Carey Price, the goalie. Carey Price's job is in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Right. Business and personal life should never cross paths. And when the media spread those stupid rumors about his wife and him divorcing, um, like amongst like all the other nonsense rumors, I don't blame the guy for the way he's been acting towards them. I wouldn't want to talk to the media much either. Um, he d- like he doesn't have to. He doesn't owe them anything. At the end of the day, Jeff Molson pays his checks or signs his checks, and he cashes them. Right. Looking back on the interview, he answered the questions. He doesn't need to get into detail about the questions he's been asked. He's he's doing his job as a Montreal Canadian and answering media questions. He's still doing that. He's answering them. There's no clause where you have to be happy-go-lucky answering yeah, questions. Yeah, exactly. So it's just how he deals with them now. And stop overreacting and let the guy foc- on, focus on hockey and let the man breathe. Like, yeah. I, I just I, I I don't understand why people are blowing up over this. Like, just shut up. Yeah, I agree. And like, uh, there's one thing I seen. The only thing I seen that might bother somebody. There was kind of like a sarcastic smile in there at yeah, one point in the interview. Man. But I watched the interview a couple times too, and I don't see anything wrong. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He doesn't. I'm I'm sick of people making a big deal of this. Grow up, man. You know, Carey yeah. Price is Carey. His job is to play and win. And he's doing his job, right? I'm sure if the team is playing better and we're getting better results, his give a shit factor, you know, might go up. Yeah. Right? Oh, and if you keep his family's name out your mouth, (laughs) that might help too. Seriously. Right? Like, I know not all media outlets are to blame for the false rumors and all this stuff, but, you know, listen, unfortunately, these type of things false rumors and all this stuff will affect the way players interact with the media. Mm-hmm. It's going to. It doesn't matter. When, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. I don't care if you didn't spread it or your company didn't spread it. That's just, a, it's going to be the trickle-down effect. That's just the yeah. way it is. You know, and, uh, but at the end of the day, I can't completely, completely, completely bash the media. I can't because uh, I think uh, me and you were kind of considered media now, right? So yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't be uh, bashing the media. We are the media. Yeah, I guess so. I never Kinda, thought of right? it like that. I guess, right? Well, we're part of Rocket Sports Media now. So there you go. It's <laughs> it says it right in the bad, in the title. I just spoke so bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God damn. All right. So another big, big topic in Habsland here is Shea Weber. What do you say, Shea? Since the trade was made, you know, Habs fans kind of feared that Shea Weber has taken a lot of you know, he's played a lot of tough minutes in the NHL and that mm-hmm. he would eventually break down. Break down. Is it happening sooner than expected or should we take a chill pill? All right, listen. I love Shea Weber and I love that we acquired Shea Weber. I just hated getting rid of Subban. And I'll go on record saying that I hated the trade. Looking back, 
but I loved acquiring him, just not for what we gave up. Um, I felt like Subban, he brought this happy-go-lucky attitude to the team, and I felt like it, it, it helped everybody get loose. And you always need a guy like that in, on, the, on, on, sports, on sports teams. Um, I played quite a few sports growing up, and being on a team, you never wanted the guy that's going to be making everybody uptight. You always wanted a guy on your team that was e- there to ease the stress, make a couple jokes here and there, and basically just talk to the guys, talk to the boys, <laughs> just let everybody know, like, listen, boys, like, just every don't, team don't needs over- a Yarrow spot check on their team. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, there was always there was always a guy on my on my teams uh, that was just like joking around, making sure everybody wasn't gripping their sticks too hard, and just easing their minds in, in important games. Now, looking at Shea, I mean, we knew we were getting an older guy. We only had maybe three, four, five years, prime years left in him, and we slowly would see him have a decline, which is in, which is the reason why we made the trade is because we're in the win-now mentality, which I don't understand, but whatever. Um, you get a guy like Weber. Now, we don't know the extent of the, of his injury, and it may be a precaution just give him extra rest with the Christmas break coming up. It might help him heal fully. I'm not overly worried because the guy is still dominant and still the shutdown guy that we do need, although we do need a puck-moving D-man. Puck-moving um, D-man. Yeah. I'm Top also center. <laughs> I'm also not worried because we don't know, in fact, how serious this injury is. If he's out for a long period of time that's significant, I might begin to get a little bit worried because... Being Shea being older, the body might not heal up as well as it would compared to a 20-year-old 20, 20 with the same injury. Mm. So I'm not saying take a chill pill, but I'm also not saying, like, we're in trouble. Mm. Um, I guess we can discuss this a little bit after Christmas break and see what exactly kind of injury this guy has and how long he's going to be out, but... I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know. I'm like I'm like a kid. I don't know. I'm trying to make a comparison here, but <laughs> I'm like just, a kid. I'm like nervous, but I'm not nervous. I'm just kind of like coasting right now. Mm. So I don't know. It's a tough situation to talk about. For me, in my opinion, I'm not worried yet. Right? Injuries yeah. happen, whether you're 20 or 30. Like, look at you, Gibby. You're in your late 20s, and you got worse boys. knees. You got worse knees than Pamela Anderson. Nobody <laughs> knows, boys. You guys have no idea. Okay, but I'm not worried about Man Mountain, okay? He'll be okay. They I think call him Man Mountain? Yeah, that's what they call him. Really? Yeah, they call him Man Mountain. I thought they called him Weber Grill. No, that was Tony Marinero called him the barbecue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the barbecue. No, they call him, I think, Man Mountain. Man Mountain. Okay. He'll be okay. They got to let him heal, okay? He can't be playing through injuries, right? I know this is one of those guys that you, you got to, like, drag off the ice. He's not coming <laughs> yeah. out, right? He's like, so, Gibby. But you got you to gotta let him get 100% <laughs> and get back to, you know, clapping bombs from the blue line, you yeah. know? Just like Gibby. And crushing mans. <laughs> like, Just we crush like pops on game day, boys. Let's hey. go here. We need him back. We need him back. But listen, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't raise a couple red flags. It does. Yeah. It definitely does, right? You think about it. I don't think the injury themselves are going to worry me as much as if his play declines, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to pay attention to. When he comes back, how is he playing? Yeah. Right? And I think uh, he's had a great start to the season when he was healthy. He was by far our best D, you could tell, right? I mean, even at 100% or 
He's been our best D. Even these last couple games, he was still one of our best D. Yeah. Right? And he wasn't even fully healthy. So the play is not declining. Injuries happen. I'm taking a chill pill. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So no have a prediction today. Okay. But it's time to give you the contest winner update. Do, do, do. Uh, there's, I believe, two more games Yeah. before Christmas. And the cutoff is Christmas. So right now we have Krista Jenkins leading the way with 58 points. Krista. We have a s- close second in Steve Kudo, 55 Ooh. points. We have Jeff Demeek, 54 points. Number four is Frank DeLuca with 52 points. And Alex Boucher. With 52 points. So, so it's pretty tight here. Really the tight. Those are the top five right now. I'm going to post up the top ten. Um, yeah, there, yeah it's, it's, it's tight. I'm, I would say the top five right now are, are really tight. Krista's got, got a, set, a steady three-point lead. Yeah. So that's the way it is. If, if somehow it is tied before Christmas, basically what we'll do is we'll give it another two games, I would say. Give it another two games. Whoever accumulates more points in those two games will win the jersey. And if they're still tied, giving us the jersey. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so now we have our new contest introduction. We will be giving away one more jersey, but this one will be coming at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. How do you play, you ask, do you? Well, I don't know. You didn't. How, how do you You're play? You're supposed to ask. How do you play, Lewis? <laughs> How do you play? <laughs> All right. This is how you play. I want to know, and you're going to email us at habalisten at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Habalisten at gmail.com. Email entries only. How many points will the haves have by the end of the season? Ooh. And give me a record. So I want points and a record. The, the record will, will be the tiebreaker. Okay, okay, so okay. So just in case the points are the same, I want the exact record. How is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. That will be the tiebreaker. Wow. Okay? And you will get a custom jersey. This contest, you can either get the new NHL 100 Classic jersey or the regular home and away jersey from this season. Your choice. Any player or a customized name. So after you listen to this show, I need you to submit your answer. Emails. Email at habalisten at gmail.com, and the cutoff will be January 1st. So if I were you, I would wait until a couple games happen, but January 1st is mm-hmm. the cutoff, so send them in. Send them. Send them. Okay, so now it's time for the Tweets of the Week. <whistles> what you got for me, Gibbs? Uh, I was kind of weak. But um, yeah, I got one. All right, uh, I saw what a, you got? a Sens fan after their loss, after the Habs lost. Mm-hmm. This guy tweeted, "Think of the Habs fans having to drive back to Montreal, thinking about how their team got shut the heck out on national TV to the Senators, baby. Let's go." All right, I got a response. <laughs> I got a response to you. Oh, so bud. you're taking tweets and responding? Yeah, I got a response for you, bud. Think of your Ottawa Senators and how they are stinking it up from the business aspect of the team, and they will soon be shipped out of Ottawa. Don't talk shit about my Hab squad, especially when you are below us in the standings, asshole. Yeah, take that. 
bud. Yeah. Mine actually is Ottawa... Related? Yes. Okay. Uh, it came from Jerry D. Oh. Comedian. Good old Jerry. Uh, after the Eugene Melnick uh, interview and stuff. Yeah. He came out and said, Eugene Melnick just threw his fan base under the bus. <laughs> Perhaps the same bus you have to take to get to the next bus, which takes you to the third bus that takes you to the games. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that's how long it takes to get to Canada <laughs> yeah. to watch a goddamn Sens game. Seriously. So I thought that was pretty clever by Jerry. Jerry. Jerry D. Jerry D. Mr. D. Mr. D. All right. So now we have our boss joining us, Mr. Rick Stevens, to talk some Level Rocket, World Juniors, and Habs right after this commercial break. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. All right, so now we have Rick Stevens, founder of Rocket Sports Media and our new boss. How's it going, Rick? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to have you guys aboard. Awesome. We're thrilled to be on board. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, lo- we love the team. We love all that All Habs offers, and we just, uh, we're excited to contribute to this. Looking forward to it, too. All right, so I want to jump right into it. Um, we know we got the, the World Juniors coming up here. And we do. There's a few people to to keep an eye on, but who who do you expect to be the the standout prospect for the Habs here at the World Juniors? Well, it's going to be interesting. I, I think all eyes will be on Victor Meta, given that um, you know fans are most familiar with him uh, and his uh, longer than than expected stint with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting for me to see how. Victor Meta is um, how he fits into the lineup because um, we were at the uh, World Junior Summer Showcase in Plymouth in the summer, and he was he was kind of a bubble player, bubble defenseman. Um, he was uh, seventh defenseman uh, when he played. He was scratched one of the games. Um, you know, Dom Ducharme, the 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 uh, head coach of Team Canada, said, uh, "Well." His, you know, he liked his skating. He, he liked the way he moved the puck. He liked his offensive side. Uh, but was a little nervous about uh, you know, him being overmatched size-wise in, in his own end. Now, yeah. uh, now things seem to have changed. Uh, partly, you know, uh, because of, of Victor's good showing in, um, uh, with the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, but but where's he going to fit? Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really going to be interesting to me. Um, how that all kind of works out. Um, you have Jake Bean, you have uh, Cal Foote. Um, Logan Stanley uh, was, a, was a surprise uh, uh, deletion. And uh, so how's, that def- how's the Team Canada defensive core going to work out and how's Victor Meta going to fit into it? It's going to be really interesting, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think definitely this NHL experience now should definitely help him. Right, because I know it was it was a big blow. He didn't make the team right last year. That's right. So I I think that this will help him, and yeah, I'm excited to watch him as well. 
Um, Ryan Paling is going to be the other guy you want to keep your eye on. Um, yeah, I was just sure. about to say sure. that, right? Because I know we hear a lot of great things about him already. What can you tell us about him? Ryan Paling, um, uh, what he's he's just a, a, a very north south kind of uh, uh, center, um, uh, very responsibly defensively. Um, um, but he's, um, you know, we we I heard a lot of things before I saw him for the first time. I saw him a couple times now at All American Prospects. Saw him in Plymouth. Saw him a couple of times with uh, with his club squad and. and kept hearing about his skating and and um uh, uh, skating doesn't seem to be an issue um at all um in fact asked the the team us uh, coach about it coach motsko and he said no uh, his skating's fine uh, he's got a good shot well, he's just a very smart player he uses his wingers well he's uh, protects the puck well um uh, he he he's uh, v- and and very smart on the defensive side too just the when you see him playing, particularly without the pucks, just the poise, you feel, I think the players around him have more confidence with him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just, he's, I mean, he's young, he's raw, but uh, there's just something about him. This is this is a hockey player, you know? You know that kind right. of guy that's he's yeah. a hockey player? That's Ryan Paling. Yeah, and, and, you know, even like a guy like John Tavares, when he first came into the NHL, that was kind of his weakness was his skating, but he was able to adapt. And, I mean, if, yeah. if Paling's already making some adjustments now, I think uh, that should be a positive thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and Yoni Ikenen is the other one. Um, and uh, uh, the Team Finland has their preliminary roster. I, d- I don't know if they've um, – I don't know if they've they've finalized the roster yet, but I expect Ekinen's going to be on on that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was dynamic um, at, when we saw him in Plymouth, um, and saw him both in practice and in games. And he just likes to play hockey. Like you see some guys, and and you know the early morning practices, and they're just you know the, their skates are tight, and they're they're kind of lumbering around out there he just loves yeah. to play he's got a big mm-hmm. smile on his face during practice during games he he just loves to shoot the puck um he's he's uh if he's an arturi lekanen uh with a better shot um <laughs> if wow. you if you want a, if you want a comparison and very very uh, you know when he comes into the to the offensive zone you never know what he's going to do he's got all kinds of different tools in his in his basket there, and and uh, uh, he's a very creative, very dynamic, very offensive minded player. Um, he's going to be something to watch as well. Awesome, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, he makes the team, and we can see more of him. Um, now, who do you think is somewhat of a highly regarded prospect that's kind of still on the outside looking in that have fans could kind of keep an eye on maybe he didn't make the tournament but kind of a guy who we can look to in the future to to make some noise you know who i like in that category is will bitten um and mm-hmm. he was he was um uh, in plymouth for the world junior uh, summer showcase um there he played uh fourth line uh with uh, cody glass who uh, actually cody glass was a big surprise he didn't make the team canada team um 
And but Will Bitten was uh, and there um, he was used in a defensive role. He was first over the boards for uh, the penalty kill and was very effective doing it. He was also Mm -hmm. you saw him on the ice protecting a lead uh, late in the game, late in periods. Um, And and it's funny because he's he's not just a defensive player. He's very good defensively, but he's got a pretty good uh, offensive upside. and right now he's uh, playing with uh, Ryan Moore, Matthew Strom, and, and it's uh, for the Bulldogs. It's it's a uh, there's a bit of firepower there. Um, Bilt Bitten is um, third in the OHL with power play assists. He's a playmaker. Um, you're not going to get a lot of goals out of him, but he's got 15 power play assists. Um, he's probably going to be in the 60, 70 point range um, when the season ends. Uh, so. You know, no slouch on the offensive side, but a very good defensive player. And um, he won't be at the World Juniors, but uh, I think he's somebody to keep uh, your eye on. Right, yeah, and actually he's not too far from us because we're, we're in Toronto here. That's so right. go by and yeah. watch the Bulldogs. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now with the Habs here, as you know, Shea Weber out with a nagging foot injury. If he misses a lot of time, who do you think the Habs will call up from Laval? Well, first of all, <laughs> they're in trouble. If he misses a lot of time, <laughs> yeah. <they're> in, yeah. <laughs> that's trouble. That's big trouble. Well, yeah, I don't know if you did you watch the game last night. I did, I did. It was it was kind of a disaster defensively. It was. Right? And so, you saw you saw the good and and the bad Jeff Petrie all in the same game. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, playing yeah. 25 minutes as he did last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but the, the, to answer your question, um, you know, you might look to a, a, a Matt Taramina um, to, to come in, uh, but, but uh, Taramina, he's a, he's a bit removed from, uh, you know, his, his uh, most significant or long-term kind of, NHL experience goes back to 2011-12 in and around there with New Jersey. Um, you know, he's an offensive-minded um, defenseman, um, piling up the the assists and, and, and power play points in, in, uh, in Lavelle. Um, I don't know that, um, yeah, 23 assists. I'm just looking here uh, with, a, mm-hmm. at a, with a minus 11. Um <laughs> So I don't know if you if you'd um, if you'd go there. Um, I I like Brett Learnout in in um, in training camp. I thought he was having a terrific uh, training camp and and uh, yeah. um, got sent down a little bit too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he, you know, and he had a few games uh, uh, last season um, and looked looked pretty good. I don't know yeah, if you trust so. him or not. Uh, and then there's Noah Juleson. And, and Noah Juleson is, uh, I like him al- already. He, he had a couple of, of games uh, last year in the playoffs against Syracuse. Which he made his pro debut. Um, and then, but with the broken foot, uh, he's only played eight games this year. Um, yeah. So, the, the, you know, it's, it's one thing to ask him to make that jump from junior to, to uh, the AHL. Uh, and then in in say 10 12 games uh, you're going to bring him up to the NHL level i yeah that's that's um 
Yeah, I don't know about that. It's risky. That's what everybody wants. They risky. want. They want. That's the sexy pick, right? Yeah, Noah yeah. Jolson. They want to see what this kid can do for sure. But I mean, is it realistic? I don't know, right? Yeah, you don't want to like throw him to the dogs after the injury. It's kind of risky. Well, and the funny thing is that um, <clears throat> you, you talk about throwing to the dogs. Um, he was he made his pro debut in Syracuse, um, and, and that's a tough place to play. That building is a yeah. tough place to play. Uh, Syracuse uh, last year and this year, aggressive team. They forecheck hard. And he came into the to the uh, Sylvain Lefebvre slotted him in as the seventh defenseman in the game he came in. And by the by the second period, he was playing a regular shift um, with Parisi on uh, that was the second pairing at that time, and didn't mm-hmm. look out of place at all. So um, who knows, uh, you know? But I I I wouldn't want to risk that just yet. Uh, until he has, you know, another dozen games under his belt, um, and maybe a, you know, a later call up. But but right now, no, I don't. I I don't think that Noah, Noah Jolson is ready just yet. Yeah, and I I heard the name Eric Jelinus, or you know, buzzing <laughs> around because he has some NHL experience as well, right? I, but from what I heard, he hasn't really been that impressive down. He's there. been awful. Um, <laughs> no, Eric Eric Jelena has got one thing, and that is a booming shot from from the point, and and that's his that's his game, uh, and he's when he's played, uh, you know, on the power play, and and he's contributed, but he's he's been terrible defensively, and and I think that um, uh, you know he's uh, we they're they're it's a, a more veteran team this year, so. From game to game, um, they're constantly managing the the, the roster um, to meet the veteran rule, and I won't go into that. But you can't play you can't play all your veterans. Uh, um, there is a limit, and so we asked Sylvain Lefebvre, "Oh, is Jelena sitting because of the veteran rule?" He said, "No, coach's decision." And so, <laughs> you know, that's that that says something. Um, so I I think that. Um, yeah, the work ethic has has been inconsistent. Um, so I don't think I really don't think we're going to see be seeing Jelena unless there's you know um, kind of an emergency recall situation. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Rick, touching on the we touched on the Laval defense. Now Chris Terry, he leads. He's uh, one of the leaders in in Laval in scoring. Um, what do you think of him? Do you think he's just a career AHL, or do you think that he can maybe perhaps in the future crack the lineup in Montreal? Well, Chris Terry is, um, I mean, on the power play, Chris Terry uh, set up uh, at, at, at the top of the circle, cross-ice pass, money in the bank. It's going in the net. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's, his accuracy is amazing. His shot's amazing. His one-timer ability, amazing. Um, and he's, you know, um, he was uh, second in scoring in the NHL in the AHL last season. He's uh, top ten. I don't know if he's eighth, seventh, eighth in and around there, uh, picking up a lot of his his goals on the power play. Um, now his his NHL um, experience is more recent than Taramina. Um, yeah. It's 2015, 16. He played 60 plus games for Carolina. And even last year, he played a um, dozen or so games with the Canadians. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I I see him as more likely 
but Chris Terry's um, Achilles heel is his defensive game and um, you know that's that's not going to go over well with with Claude Julien so um, I'm not I'm not I'm <laughs> I don't know that that he would be uh, first on the list to be called up but but he's he's capable he's capable and he's he's very smart he's he's a true professional he knows what it takes uh, to compete in the NHL he knows what he has to do uh, yeah. But but do you call him up uh, ahead of McCarron? No. Do you call him up ahead of Sherback? No. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I I think it's uh, I- unless we get to the situation where where the Canadians have thrown in the towel and and um, you know there's a there's a sell off and and you need bodies. Uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing him for any lengthy stretch in Montreal. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. people sometimes they get lost in the numbers. They say, "Wow, well, this guy's scoring so much down there, and he's doing so well on the power play, and our power play struggling." But you know what? Sometimes it just doesn't translate, right? Yep. And usually, when you when you got a, when you're getting a call up, you're looking for maybe a younger guy who you see part, you know, in the future, who's going to be part of this team. Or just like you said, if he's not playing well defensively, that's not going to go well with Claude, right? And I think that's why he likes Byron Fraze and Delorier so much, right? Because they're pretty good defensively, and content on the fourth line, they're 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 content yeah. to do their thing on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, my favorite, I, Delorier for me, I think has been the standout. Like he just he he even said it. He said that they're gonna have to rip this jersey off me. He said he's gonna make the best of his opportunity, and I, I've been impressed with him. I think he yeah. he brings a little bit of everything. He c- he could score when he gets the opportunity. He brings that toughness and. I think he's when you think of a fourth liner in my eyes, I think that that's what I think of yeah. a guy like that. And the for, the funny thing is that at the time, I didn't think that he deserved the call up um, because he wasn't he wasn't he was coasting a lot in in Laval. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't want to be there, and he didn't care who knew it. Um, he was. You know, I don't think he was very popular among his line mates because uh, <laughs> he was letting them do all the the heavy lifting and and uh, but let you know um, whether he de- deserved it or not, he's making the most of his opportunity now. He clearly wanted to be in the N- NHL, and he's he's showing why um, you know he should stay for a while. Yeah, agreed. Now, Rick, uh, you were touching on uh, maybe if the Habs threw in the towel. Uh, we'd call up Chris Terry. So <laughs> if the Habs, if the Habs don't, this is touching on the next question. If the Habs don't do well on this West Coast trip that we're on currently, uh, is, do you think it's time to throw in the towel on the season, or do you think uh, you make some moves and push until the end? Well, um, it depends what you're satisfied with. Um, you know, I think I think that the Canadians can go uh, perhaps the better part of the season riding carry price even as they did last night price gave up five goals but was outstanding um yeah that's yeah. right he, he was really you good. know so they can ride carry price for uh for the victories and and um sneak into the playoffs uh grabbing one of the last spots and 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 um you know maybe win around or not um and if you're okay with that then then you know, and if Bergeron is uh, Bergevin's okay with that, and if Molson's okay with that, um, then you leave things alone. I, but this team isn't competing for the Stanley Cup. 
this team isn't nowhere near competing for the Stanley Cup. So no, I don't think so. Um, and are you going to get uh, the pieces you need at the deadline to be able to do that? Uh, the kind of pieces that you need are not available at the deadline. Those are those are off season uh, kind of additions. So I'm I'm of the mind that. Um, you know, if if they're uh, if the phone's ringing and they want um, if they want your, you know, whoever it is, um, like the mm-hmm. Mitchell trade, whether they want if they want your candidates, if they want whoever they want for for their uh, playoff drive, um, you make that you make that that move, and because uh, mm-hmm. the Canadians aren't, they're um, this isn't their Stanley Cup year. No, no, definitely not, and. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But I, I agree, too, as well. Like, we can't – I feel like if we have Carey Price, we have a chance. Yeah. So I don't think you should throw in the towel. I mean, if you can add a couple pieces to try and stay competitive, give it a run. I'm not the one who's – let's just throw the, the season in the garbage because there's still an opportunity here. And just the weakness of the Atlantic division gives us that opportunity. So I say keep pushing. Yeah, and I, th- I think that um – you know the 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 way you shape your team is is with the draft and with with uh, solid moves in in the off season and we've seen in in the past that that Bergevin seems to he focuses on the you know the seventh eighth defenseman he focuses on the on the the, the fourth lines and then it, there's always one move that he swings for the fences you know the, he, he's yeah, going to mm-hmm. rehabilitate uh, salmon or sea cash or briere or <laughs> yeah. uh, and this this season <laughs> he swung you know way over his head he's too clever for his own good i think thinking that yeah. that hemsky well first that there was going to be <laughs> be uh, chemistry between patcheretti and duran and then that hemsky was going to be that piece that that um, you know could finish off the first line. That that s- some combination of Strite and and Schlemko were going to fill in for Andre Markov. And uh, yeah. you know it it his off season. Um, I, I, it, it was a failure. It it just was. Um, and whether he can mm-hmm. whether whether you know he can come back and say okay guys I screwed up. All right let's let's. <laughs> let's do something else or whether somebody else has to come in well we'll um we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out but but that's mm-hmm. uh, those are the the big moves or the the big pieces the the using up of the cap that's uh that's off season all right so uh rick last question or before we let you go before we let you go i guess just um now that we're a part of the team and uh, just give a little quick breakdown for our listeners that aren't aware of what uh, exactly Rocket Sports Media and All Habs entails. So, what did you sign up for? Is that, that's what you're exactly. <laughs> yeah. What what or can what they, can what they can find? Because we have a lot of find, great stuff right? to offer, right? Yeah. So there's we'll, a lot of content. We want to hear it right from your mouth because you could probably explain it better than us. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> well, Rocket Sports is is just uh, something that that uh, it's an umbrella group. It's uh, we're an independent media where we don't have. Um, you know, uh, 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 we don't have bosses telling us what to do. So we're a group of a very passionate, um, we, we, a combination of, of hockey fans. We have um, experienced journalists and videographers and photographers. We have uh, budding uh, journalists, um, uh, students mm-hmm. who, um, 
who are, are looking to uh, uh, get experience. And, um, and we, we've, over the last 10 years, we've, we've uh, built a reputation uh, on trust. We're not the kind of group that, that goes out and, and stirs up rumors or is clickbait. Um, we, we try to do um, intelligent analysis, opinion, editorials. Um, yeah. And we do that on the Montreal Canadiens organi- organization, the Canadians, the, the, the um, uh, Laval Rocket, the Brampton Beast. Um, yeah. And so we, we have All Habs Hockey Magazine, that's at allhabs.net. And we have uh, the AHL report uh, that focuses on Lavelle, on prospects, and on the AHL in general. And through that, we've um, you know we've we've gotten credentialed for um, uh, a lot of events, and and uh, particularly um, with prospects who you know we we want once once that player steps on the ice of the Bell Center for the first time, we want you to know who they are. Um, so that's yeah. why we spend time talking about uh, prospects and not just the stat lines as uh, as you mentioned that's not the best way to to know about a player uh, so yeah um you know we're um we're going to have a busy christmas because we're going to be uh, uh covering the, uh, the laval rocket we're going to be in rochester we're also going to be in in buffalo uh, we've been credentialed for the world juniors uh and the big outdoor game the the canada usa game so uh, we'll be there uh, follow our coverage uh, on All Habs. Follow it on on uh, AHL Report, and um, and we have some really great uh, podcasts, uh, uh, all assembled under the Rocket Sports Radio um, banner. Uh, there's uh, Habs 360. There's From the Press Box. There's Habs Unfiltered, and now have a listen. And we're really proud to have yeah. you guys with us. <laughs> Awesome. All right, Rick. Thank you so much for doing this. And you heard him, everybody. Follow All Habs. Follow Rocket Sports Media. Listen to the podcasts. We got lots of great content. Really happy to be with uh, be with you guys today, and have uh, a great rest of the show. All right. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, sir. Thank Thanks you, very boss. much. You too. Thanks, boss. He's a nice boss. He's the nicest he boss is. I ever. Very, had. very informative stuff there. I, yeah. Um, I'm not too big on. AHL and following the AHL, but yeah, I feel well like we now used that we're to do a, ro- a rocket report, yeah, but there's way <laughs> but I failed, yeah, yeah. So. so yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, now that we're part of their team, I'm going to listen to a lot of their podcasts. And oh yeah, a lot I've already the, been listening. I'm a fan. You guys should all listen. There's a we all bring something different to the table, like I've said before. Yeah. Anyway, you know what time it is now. It's time for Gibby a fact. All right, guys, I got two facts, so I'm I'm limiting myself. Okay. So here's the first fact. Two days out of three, the 360 days of the year feature no professional sports games, MLB, NBA, NHL, or the NFL, the day, which is the day before and the day after the M- MLB All-Star break. Pretty cool stuff, I thought. Yes, it is. Now, a little random thought or fact. Two PlayStation 1 games have scratch and sniff discs. <laughs> which which ones you might ask? FIFA 2001 smelt like a soccer field when you scratched it, and Gran Turismo 2 smelt like car tires when you scratched it. <laughs> Come on, I s- Google it. Really? Yeah, I don't know if wow. I haven't. I don't have those games, nor do I have a PlayStation One anymore. But if you do, go buy it. <laughs> All right, try yeah, it. I got. I have to test this. <laughs> this yeah, it's crazy. That's great. That's some great facts. That was giving you. You're a fact. getting good. You're getting good. I'm getting great. Okay, you know what time it is now. What time? Time for the news. 
All right, Charles Houdon lost two teeth in the final two minutes of that outdoor game and will lose another two or has lost another two. Guy spent a total of eight hours at the dentist. Jesus. Poor guy. Uh, But yeah, uh, picture day is going to be great for Charlie. Um, Shea Weber was sent back to Montreal and is being shut down for a bit, as you all know. Allegedly, he's fighting a foot injury. Well, Shea... I got a nice uh, new room massage spot uh, downtown Montreal. I think it's at St. <laughs> Catherine and Crescent. <laughs> Holla at me if you want the number. Uh, Nikita Sherback is surely back. He looks like he hasn't lost a step. He had two goals and one assist in the two games versus the Charlotte Checkers over the weekend, so we hope to see him soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty funny. Carl Alsner came out in shorts at warm-up. Okay, during the before the NHL 100 Classic. What the hell? That explains why he skated like he couldn't feel his <laughs> legs for real. Because <laughs> he skates like he can't feel his legs. Uh, Jake Evans was named yes. to Team Canada at the Spangler Cup. The Canadian seventh round pick will head to the Holiday Tournament. Montreal Canadiens draft pick Jake Evans will officially be part of Canada's entry at the Spangler Cup. Evans was officially named to the 20 man roster. Spangler Cup is the best tournament in the world. Yeah, it's terrible, but you know what? He could be, <laughs> <laughs> he could be considered for uh, uh, the Olympics, so it's a good yeah. step for him. Um, Eric Carlson reveals the gender of his baby with a slap yeah. shot. Did I saw that. That was yeah, pretty, cool. pretty cool. Uh, he was wearing a pink shirt, mm-hmm. if you notice. So maybe he wanted a girl, but it's a boy. It's a boy. And the funniest thing about that whole video is him jumping up and down like a, like a yeah. kid on Christmas morning. He was morning. so excited. I loved it. <laughs> It was hilarious. Um, so did you see when the NFL ref used a folded piece of paper to yeah. check a first down? Not a single sheet or a single cue card, but a folded piece of paper. That was crazy. I watched that game. Oh, man. I guess sometimes when you're cold, you're not your best self. Eh? He should have had a Snickers. <laughs> that that might have made him. <laughs> well, uh, that's how tight the first down was. Yeah, but it was a folded piece of paper. He should have used a flat piece of paper. Uh, pro sports. Yeah. Anyway, that was robbery. That's why I lost. Robbery. Uh, Dana White. Mm-hmm. Says that they're talking to Floyd Mayweather about doing a UFC deal. Mm-hmm. Wow. I hope for Floyd's sake it's a commentary deal and not a fighting deal because I do not want to see him no. fight. He will get destroyed. Uh, LeVar Ball to launch basketball league for yeah. high school graduates that want to skip NCAA and get paid. Yeah, let's promote not <laughs> n- no education. That's going to be Good a for war. You, bud. That's going to be a war between the NCAA and uh, LeVar Ball. Dude, something else. And last but not least, a five-year-old Mississippi boy called 911 to report that the Grinch was trying to steal Christmas. <laughs> the Clarion Ledger reports that it happened Saturday in the Jackson suburb of Byram. An officer went to Thailand, Thailand, the pylon, no, Thailand, <laughs> Pittman's house to Jesus. assure him that the green creature wouldn't take anyone's gifts. At least they kind of like eased it like no don't worry we're gonna protect you and instead of like kid you're a dumbass god it's a, dang it boy it's a made There's up character no <laughs> god damn i don't even uh, think mississippi has that kind of accent but that's fine. ah whatever to me just roll with yeah, it yeah the south is the south that's it south all right so it's time for our new segment yes uh and what do we agree with real life with yeah. gibby and lewis right yeah this is real life with gibby and lewis uh, okay, I, uh, I'm gonna start. Mm-hmm. So obviously, tis the season to be jolly. 
Uh, how good are you at pretending you like a present that you really hate? And I want you to give me an example. I'm terrible. I'm really bad at it. Okay, listen, anytime someone gets me a gift, I'm very appreciative of it. Of it. And I don't, I don't say I've ever hated a gift, but there's definitely some gifts that I've gotten that, especially clothing, I've gotten like a couple sweaters that I, I just, I looked at and I was like, eh. Like, Did you uh, like the sweater I got you last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. I actually, funny, I, I, wore it, uh, I wore it on Sunday. Okay, that's a good sweater. Uh, yeah, it's for those that want to know, it's the, I'm an Eagles fan, so it's the Eagles green uh, Under Armour shirt or sweater. It's great. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, so yeah, I once got, I'm not going to, hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I know they do. I got a sweater from a person two years ago, a person that I'm not going to name. Um, and <laughs> I like did not like it at all. And they were like, do you like it? And I was just like, yeah, I, I do. I do <laughs> a lot, but like very monotone and they can definitely tell that I didn't like it. Um, so yeah, I'm not very good at hiding stuff that I don't like. Listen, I'm, a lot of people say that I'm not a nice guy sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, I let you know how I feel usually. Um, without even knowing. Without even knowing. It's just how it is. It's, it's how it is. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not uh, very good at it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to think that I am good, but I don't know. I could just feel the fake smile. Like, you know, you just feel that you wear that fake smile. Yeah, and I could just feel it's it like on my face. It's like an over smile. Yeah. And I'm always smiling, but th- this one just doesn't feel right. Uh, <laughs> I like to think I'm terrible. Start and, cramping. And usually, I, I, I actually, I don't think I've received like a terrible, terrible gift, but definitely something that I probably never wore for sure. Okay. So you want to hear mine? What do you got for me? Okay. Here's the situation. You're at the mall and you see an old high school acquaintance. Um, who you haven't spoken to in a while, um, they want to meet up tomorrow night or the night after, like the night, whatever. They want to meet up tomorrow night. So what's your dismissal line that you always, that you're like, you're always going to in order to avoid those plans? Uh, mine is easy. I'll tell them, yeah, no problem. We'll hang out. And then I just don't <laughs> show up. <laughs> yeah. You're always, you never <laughs> answer your phone or anything. You're oh man, I that. lost my phone. You didn't even know. I was taking a shit drop. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. dropped in the toilet. No, like I'd just be like, yeah, that's a good idea, man. Give me your number. I'll call and, uh, to confirm and just, I won't call. Yeah. Um, mine. I don't like to disappoint. Mine is usually, uh, um, man, I got to go to a baptism. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. that is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, man, sorry. I got a baptism. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a dismissal line. I just kind of say, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, I don't know if I could do it tomorrow night, but, like, maybe in, like, a week or so or never, um, <laughs> we could definitely, yeah, we can definitely meet up, man. Like, yo, have you spoken to this person? Like, just try to make yourself look a little bit more interested in yeah, future, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. actually not. Or just be like, ooh, squirrel, and ooh, just squirrel. walk away. <laughs> and then run. <laughs> right, that's what I would do. Yeah. I have ADD, so Heavy. it's easy for me to do that. Yeah, that's natural. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, you know me. I'm the type of guy who'll be like, yeah, I'll agree, and then just never show up. And yeah, hopefully never see that guy again. Yeah, and if I see him again, I'm good at making excuses. My girlfriend will tell you that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. You know what time it is, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? It's time for Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Picks of the sports weekly. All right. Man, 
I gotta get that sound effect. Um, yeah. Oh, and two for me. Terrible. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I. I don't know. That's it. I just <laughs> got nothing to say. Okay. So uh, you want to just give no, me a new no, picks? No, I'll tell you. No, I'll <laughs> tell you what happened. So I chose, I believe, Ottawa to beat Florida on yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. and Florida won. Okay. Uh, do you know the score? No, I don't. That's that's your job, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was I supposed to prepare that? Usually I do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about that. Hey, about that. How about the weather? Huh? Oh, a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, squirrel, yeah. Uh, uh, what was Saturday's date? Saturday was the 16th, I believe. You want me to look it up for you? Goddamn. No, no, I got this. I got this. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, Friday was Washington, Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right over there? No, where where is it? I can't find that game. Can you? Mm, I got to look now. I don't see that game. Did that game even exist, dude? <laughs> Maybe I got the wrong picks here. Or no, sorry, that's the new games. My bad. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my God, that's this week's games. That's oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> okay, terrible. Okay. okay, I got it now. All right. So Dallas, New Jersey, there 4-2. You, I chose Dallas go. to beat New Jersey 4-2. Uh, New Jersey won 5-2. Uh, and then I chose the Rangers to beat Boston 5-3. Boston. Mm-hmm. No, the Rangers <laughs> beat Boston. They did. When? On Saturday. 3-2. Yeah, 3-2 in overtime. Okay, so I won that game. All right, okay, so I didn't go on two. <laughs> we're going to have, no, we're going to have to go on the books here. <laughs> we'll have to go on the books, but yeah, okay, so I didn't go on two. No. Yes. That's terrible. Oh, wow. Okay, so I didn't go on two. Wow, I must have read that wrong. Maybe, maybe I had a couple, a couple too many when I looked up that score. Uh, okay, so yeah, then I went one and one. So that means I'm 12, eight and one. Okay. And you're 13, Let seven. Let me talk and one. about okay, it. Sorry. God sorry. damn. Like, give me some glory here, okay? <laughs> glory hole. That's all you're getting. Whoa. I'm giving, not receiving. Um, all right. So I went one, one, and one. I got, uh, I got the perfect score. Um, so Anaheim versus St. Louis. I picked Anaheim to win 3-1, and Anaheim won 3-1. So mark up a point. Plus. Yeah. And then I chose Edmonton versus Minnesota. Minnesota to beat Edmonton 4-3. Edmonton ended up winning 3-2. So, yeah, there's that. There's that. And now, since you don't like to give your picks for some reason, although you probably already did, um, we, got <laughs> <laughs> we got New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils on Thursday. I got the New Jersey Devils winning 3-2. Saturday, I got Winnipeg against New York Islanders, Winnipeg 4-1. So now I am 13-7-1 on the season. I am two points ahead of Mr. Lewis. Uh, you're only one point ahead. Well, two points, I guess, if you're counting a win for two. Yeah, yeah. well, that's one game. That, ahead. That's the point of Just it. Just one game, one win. Yeah, two so points. So it's not, I didn't do as bad as I thought. I yeah. feel better about myself. Uh, okay, so I'm taking Friday, Washington, Arizona. I'm taking 5-2, Washington. Okay. And then Saturday, Ottawa, Florida. I'm taking 3-2 Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Those are my picks for this week. 
your weekly sports pick? Yes, yeah, that was terrible. Sorry. And actually, I feel better, man. I thought I went 0-2. I think that was the first time that any of us went 0-2. Yeah. So I guess it still hasn't happened. So that's The streak continues. Fantastic. Beat the streak. If we played Beat the Streak, we'd do really well. All right, so... Is this our last podcast for the holidays? Or I think it is. Yeah, I think uh, we'll be coming back in the new year. Yes. So y'all are just going to have to... see you guys next year. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you guys are just going to have to listen to repeats, you know? Yeah. Maybe we'll play like a repeat episode of uh, Best Of. Or Lewis we'll just... Kibbe. You know what? Our next podcast is just going to be us singing carols. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, our, from our couch, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> FaceTiming. Uh Ooh. All right, so yeah, Gibbs. Gibbs. I mean, I'll probably see you over Lewis, the holidays for sure. We're gonna see each other Saturday. But uh, to all of our listeners, uh, yes. have a holly jolly Christmas. Yes, Best time of the happy year. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you want to call Kwanzaa, it. Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever y'all do, do Just it. Just do it. Do it, and have a happy New Year. And uh, yeah, have a happy New Year as well. And uh, go Habs, go. Go Habs, go. See y'all later. Peace. Go, go, go.